Man, what a great day. Uh, man, we had a really super worship set there. We've got some things planned at the end, so I want to do this quickly. But, man, I'm so grateful for this weekend, for the women's retreat. I've been hearing them buzz around. Isn't that right, women? And we're, we're looking forward to hearing more from that. We're going to try to figure out mediums for them to be able to communicate all that happened. And, man, God showed up, didn't he? That's awesome. Well, uh, also, there was one other person in the house. I don't know if you saw her. Leah and Keegan are here. Leah Bailey. Where you at, Leah? Man, welcome home. There she is. Look at that little smiling face. She's absent, Tony, but we're glad you're here. I'll tell you what. Go ahead and uh, turn to the back of your worship guide. Let's go ahead and get started because uh, I don't want to cheat us out of the backside of this service. There's some incredible things I believe the Lord wants to break in and do. Well, this morning, I'm in uh, part three of this year, I will. This year, I will break bad habits. I don't know, but I would almost assure you and myself that we all have bad habits. Would you agree? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, habits. S, 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 S. Plural. And some are like, well, no, I, only, I don't have any bad habits. Well, you got a bad habit there already. You lie. So you need to repent of that one this year. But we've, we've all got them. And, and uh, some of us are victorious more than others. And some just, man, you just continue to be defeated. And you make resolutions every December 31st as it comes into January 1st. This year I will be different. And if you're spiritual, this year I will be new. And about January 2nd, you're back being the same old dog you were in the year before, you know, possibly. But here's what I'm hoping today. That God will somehow supernaturally impart some things through his word. Uh, in the, in the scripture, in the book of Corinthians, uh, the apostle Paul calls the word strongholds. It's something to take possession, something that occupies that strong place in our life. In Hebrews, he calls it the besetting sin. There is a sin that so easily entangles, so easily trips, so easily besets you from accomplishing that from which God's called you to. So this morning, I want to walk us through some things that maybe we could find what these bad habits are, but also what are some holy habits? What are some good things we can put into practice? So get your uh, Bibles ready, and a lot of these scriptures will be coming up on the screens with me this morning. And also if you'll get ready to write, because there's a lot to get into this. Because we all struggle, and yet we hold back. We, we don't press on like we should. Some of us do, some of us don't. Some of us have points where we do that, but it's like the... Did you watch the movie, The Lord of the Rings, the trilogy? And the ring had the... Power. And, and when you had the ring, it so easily, you, it, it took control. It obsessed you. you. You didn't want to let go of the ring. Well, that's the way it is with some of our sin patterns sometimes. We, we don't let go of the ring. We don't let go of that thing that so easily holds us back and it has power over us. Look at the message truth there with me. Get ready to write. Here it is. Once a habit has been broken, your will to fight, you feel a sense of hopelessness. See, we get hopeless when we feel like we're defeated. We're back at the same mountain. We're going to run around it one more time. We have failed enough. In Christ, we don't have to be a slave to that habit anymore, people. We can break free of the enemy's stronghold by the mighty power of God. This morning, we don't have to go back into that same condition that we entered into this living room. We can leave delivered, empowered. And this morning, there's an exercise at the end that I pray that God might bring this to fruition. But I first want to build a biblical case. And let's look at what Scripture says. You see, what I do know is bad habits destroy us physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, relationally. Financially, let me just touch this real quick. In the worship guide, there's two Christian biblical instructive classes, small groups that are starting. One led by the Gassaways, 
Crown Financial that we just, uh, uh, Financial Peace University, we just finished financial with them. The Gasways will lead this. And Crown will be led by Jay Osterman. And these are classes that can help you get delivered in that area. But habits are powerful. It's like when we first start off with a habit, it, it just doesn't seem like it's going to really affect much or anybody else at all. And it's like a little single thread. And then there's another thread. And then there's another thread. And then there's another thread. And these threads get intertwined. And before long, this thing that seemed to so easily not be a big deal becomes a cable. And you can't break loose. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's the way sin is. Sin just kind of comes in. And the best time to deal with a bad habit is now. Now, I'm going to have these come up on this thing. If you can't think of any bad habits, let me help you, okay? Here we go. Number one, worry. Some of you are worry warts. You struggle with worry. Worry takes you out. It hinders you from progress in the spirit. Secondly, procrastination. You put off everything. I mean everything, man. You don't want to apologize. You don't want to forgive. You don't want to go to work. You don't want, you just procrastinate. Here's a third one. I don't like, but don't get, you're getting too happy with this. Arguing. Do any of us have the problem with that? Thank you, Nathan. Maybe me and you can hang out because, you know, we probably have that. We get to argue about it. How about that? Here, here's the fourth one. Gossip. Man, the church is so guilty of this. We call it prayer. Sometimes. The fifth one. Language. You're struggling with language, and, and, and there are words that you know aren't for Christ followers. Here's another one, workaholic, workaholism. Man, let's move to the next one quickly. Spending, you're out of control. You're like, well, thanks for telling me. Oh, I thought I'd tell you, and that's why we offered two classes in here. So we got an answer. Here's one, eating. You know, but we've got two guys on our staff I'm so proud of. Jason and Adam or just making marked improvements in this area, and they have slayed this habit in their life, and they're victorious through their strength in Jesus Christ. And some of us, like myself, aren't doing as well in this eating thing. I, I do want to thank everybody that's brought cashews to me in the last week. I've thoroughly enjoyed them. Pounds of them. Okay, all right, let's move on. Uh, drinking or using, man, uh, using uh, narcotics, using drugs, drinking. I, let me tell you, that is rampant in the body of Christ. Don't be immune to it. Here's one. Sex. You're like, yes, that is one that people struggle with all the time. And the, uh, the next one is pornography. I could do a whole message on that. I can't tell you the people that come to me every month that this is their struggle. And here's one, gambling. Hey, have I found anything that anybody could identify with yet? Okay, here's the next 12. Let's do these quick. No, no. See, those are just 12. But, you know, in my study, I found something, and I want, to, I want you to write this down. I don't have it anywhere on the screen www.pureintimacy.org pureintimacy.org you need to go there if you're struggling with some kind of addictive behavior it's not just sex it's not just eating it's a multitude of things and as a group uh, focus has really worked with this particular site i found it this week in study and it's an incredible it's going to help some people this morning the message might not help you as much as this website is going to help you to perform new habits in your life. Because good intentions seldom are good enough. You need a, a plan to get free, church. You need a plan. And my prayer is that today I'm going to help you maybe develop a plan in your life. You know, it kind of reminds me of the guy, the, the story of the three pastors, and they came together, and they thought they would do it in the name of spirituality, and they would share their life. And these three got, and they said, well, look, let's really be honest, and, and let's really share our struggles. And, and, and they said, well, that'll be okay. So the first pastor, he goes, guys, I've just got to tell you, I struggle with lust. 
and I just can't get my mind off women, and, and I struggle with lust, and I, I need you all to pray for me. And, and the other guy says, well, man, I struggle with money, and I just want you to know I've been embezzling from my church, but I plan to pay it back. And, and man, it's just a really serious sin. And they're, they're sitting there, and the third guy goes, wow. He says, I struggle with gossip, and I can't wait to get out of this meeting. <laughs> now, some people are like that. That is not the kind of accountability partner you want. This is going to go tell everybody. That's cute, isn't it? Okay. But the thing is, we do need to be transparent. We need to unfold our hearts before the Lord and one another. James says if we confess our sins one to another, we'll find what? Healing, forgiveness, and freedom. So these good intentions, they're they're not enough. Um, I don't know about you, but I would just write this somewhere on your worship guide. Who wants to see your story change in 2008? Who wants to see their life story change in 2008? I'm hoping all of us are going, I do. Oh, there's areas in my life that I know I want to change in 2008. And here's the great news about my God. My God, your God, if you know Him in Jesus Christ, He is willing, He is ready, and He is able to come and deliver you right now. That is awesome. Yeah, put your hands together. God, you're ready. Boy, I forced that one. That was weak. Some of you are like, well, I don't, I don't believe he's ready. No, you're not ready. He is ready for holiness. And that's a whole other topic for another day. But in terms of war, I remember discovering this concept years ago. It's called a beachhead. And if a country goes off to war to fight in a place where their enemy already occupies control and uh, territory, they try to establish a beachhead. And by establishing this beachhead, the troops get out of the boat. They begin to work their way up the shore by putting up sandbags, and they hide behind it. And they do it little by little, inch by inch. They take new territory, they take new ground, and they move along. A habit is like a beachhead. It seems kind of harmless at first. But before long, the devil, he takes those things, those inclinations of the flesh, and little by little, they take possession, they take control. We have a stronghold, we have defeat. God wants to establish the beachhead of your life this morning in mine. And that's what he wants me to remind the people of faith today, saying, I want to come because marriages, families, relationships, jobs, School, all these things are held back by bad habits. So let's look at them quickly together today. Number one, five biblical keys to quitting that habit. Number one, reveal my problem. Ask God, God, would you reveal my habit? Would you reveal this poor behavior? Would you reveal this habit to me, Holy Spirit? Enlighten my mind. Here's a bold one. Enlighten others that I do life with. Let them tell me, but God wants to show us what's holding us back. And the thing that holds us back sometimes is a secret. And we never get so strong is when we will let go of those secrets that hold us back. That secret sin. That besetting sin. And God says, go on with my son, Jesus Christ. And don't be entangled anymore. As followers of Jesus, we have the power of the Holy Spirit. And he is a great friend and ally and power. That he wants to deploy that in our lives. And then listen to Proverbs 28, 13. I believe I put it on your outline. He who conceals a sin does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. We need to run to the mercy seat of God. We need to find mercy for our lives, for our souls. And we find that in Christ. We find that in confession. And confession means simply, I agree with God about this behavior. And I will commit to Remove myself from it and do it no longer. Biblical repentance is not, God, 
you caught me. God, I feel sorry. God, I have remorse. Those are all important. But it's God, I've sinned against your majesty. I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned against my mate. I've sinned against my friend. I've sinned against you, O Lord. And I've turned from my behavior. Listen to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 and 10. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. That's why I am so big. I'm an advocate. Don and I are involved in four small groups. Because we believe small groups will assist you on the road to victory in Jesus Christ. Many of you are buying into that. We have developed a culture now at Christ community called small groups. The predominant percentage is now in small groups, but still there are those that are not convinced. And I pray every week and every weekend that people will convince you to join a small group. There will be a new small group directory brochure. I think it's a directory coming out here in a couple weeks. And this will tell you all the groups that we have available. Join one in 2008 if you want to be different and be honest with one another. Let's look at the second one. Remember the results. You see, it's so diff- is, why is it so difficult to remember the consequences of our bad habits? Because maybe it hurts so much. Maybe because we've asked, we're trying to say, God, help me to forget that. But we need to remember the consequences of the sin that we sinned against another person, against God. And it produces bad results. There's a passage there in Proverbs. I'm not going to read all these because I, I'm finding that I've got about 30 scriptures. But you'll see, I'll, I'll give you ones that are on here and ones that aren't. But if you don't want to be stung, stay away from the bees. You, you, did you hear that? That's not a scripture. I can't give you a reference, okay? It's Hezekiah 3.2. No, no, there's not a book of Hezekiah, okay? I'm just joking, okay? I'm just joking. This is on CD. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Somebody wrote down, Hezekiah, how's he spell that? He's one of them crazy kings. He is a crazy king. Okay. But we need to find freedom this morning in Jesus Christ. We need to find out, God, sin will always take me farther than I want to go. And it will keep me longer than I want to stay. Have you not found that true for your life as I have for mine? Sin has an entangling quality. And it doesn't let go. It's a web and it holds on. And you can't seem to break it. But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, we can break free of the web that's holding us back this morning. Matter of fact, this is prophetic. This is coming to me. I want you to hear this. The web is holding many of you back this morning. It could be pornography. It could just be an obsession of being online. I'm amazed. I go to church websites. I I have a habit. I, I like to study what's going on in the body of Christ. And I'm amazed sometimes that I can spend, I don't spend a lot of time there, but I can I can spend more time than I probably should just seeing what's going on in the body of Christ. And a lot of people, let me just say this, young people, don't hate me. Still come. Bring your friends. Facebook, MySpace, I'm not slamming that, but I'm going to tell you what, it could be an obsession if you don't surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen? Students, do you agree? Pastor, don't tell my mom and dad that. I'm not telling them to burn it or disconnect it. I'm just saying don't be obsessed by it. All right, let's look at this. Physical consequences. At the end of your life, you will groan, and when your flesh and body are spent, you will say, how I hated discipline, how my heart spurned correction. There are consequences to our sin. And some sins tend to manifest in greater physical consequences than others. You know, I mean, you, you know, you, you do this habit if you're enslaved to sex or whatever. It could be a sexually transmitted disease or an unwanted pregnancy or it could be any number of things. Or if you are enslaved to eating all the time and you don't exercise, your body can begin to grow. 
And then before long, your, your blood pressure goes up and you're a, a candidate for a heart attack or stroke or whatever. But physical consequences come. And then some people have an accelerated metabolism. I just hate those people. And they can eat and they can eat and they go, gee, I lost two ounces this week. And they ate a bag of M&M's in Jesus' name right in front of me. It was horrible. Okay, here's another one. They didn't do it in Jesus' name. They just did it. Addictions. Addiction here. An an addictive personality or or an addictive behavior. Listen to what Proverbs. The evil deeds of a wicked man ensnare him. The cords of sin hold him fast. He will die for lack of discipline. He'll be led astray by his own folly. Destructive behaviors. They're all around us. Destructive behaviors are destroying us this morning in the body of Christ. And God says, I want you to break free from that. And addiction is our method of coping with life. We acquire something to help us cope. I'm telling you what we need to be addicted to is to the presence of Jesus Christ. We need to be addicted to the glory of God. We say, God, you are my steadfast God. You are my stronghold of my life. To you, God, I will run. To you, God, I will hold on. And yet it's so easy in this world to love this world and the things of this world. And here's another one, moral breakdown. Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. Morality has fallen all around us, church. In and out of the church of Jesus, morality is on a slope. It's on a slippery slope. But it's time to return to the holiness of God this morning. And here's the last one, death. Death is a consequence here. And so, you know, what do we do? Do we ignore the warnings here? Do we, we just want to walk in death? You know, the Titanic, if you'll read about it, they had been warned over and over and over about danger ahead. And they would send out signals that goes, danger ahead! Danger ahead! And they ignored the warning signals. And we know the conclusion of that story. The Holy Spirit this morning will say the same thing. Danger Ahead for your soul. Destruction ahead for this habit. Death awaits you if you continue in this sin. Turn. But he yells it ever so softly in our spirit. Does he not, church? Danger ahead. Third, recognize my pattern and look for escape. Why is it difficult for you and I to admit we have a problem? Probably our pride, our flesh. And God says, I want you to admit it. What do we struggle with? We all struggle with things and we have patterns. And, 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 and I don't know about you, but when, when I get tired, I get, I get irritable. Donna says I get grouchy. <laughs> and testy. Y'all don't, y'all don't have to help her, okay? She is a big girl. She can do this by herself. I'm just going to hang it out here and let you know, though. I realize that. And even if I don't, they remind me, Dad, you're a grouch. You're test testy. Thank you. <laughs> From the retreat. Okay, you women get it. Okay. Hey, if any woman can join your pastor in that, could y'all just stand up that you get a little testy when you get tired? I just want to see if I'm in good company. Thank you, Jesus. Thank I love you women. Let's thank God for our women. Yeah, man. Yeah. You men that get nothing cooked. All y'all just sit down. You're a woman. You're a woman. Yeah, thank God for uh, first choice. No. Anyway, uh, God, see, God wants to help us so. And so sometimes we have to just slow down and we have to go, God, I need to give thought to your ways, oh God. 
And I don't know what it is. All of us struggle with different sins. Some people, this is a sin for them and they struggle with this. And other people, like, that didn't even get on their radar. But then they struggle with something else. We, I will tell you this, we all struggle this morning in Jesus Christ. We, we do. We, we have an Adamic sin nature. We're fallen. We all are sinners. But thanks be to God for the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that covers my sin because I do that which I do not want to do. And so do you. But this is about finding hope and breaking the patterns. And, and I'm just going to give you the verse. Here it is, Proverbs 14.8. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. And then I love this one, 1 Corinthians 10.13. One of Donna's earliest memory verses that she learned, and we learned this years ago. And this passage, I want you to circle it. I want you to highlight it. I want you to memorize it. I want you to put it in your mind. I want you to put it in your heart. I want you to walk in it. No temptation has seized you except what? It's common to man. And God is faithful. Circle that word. God is faithful. And He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, when you're tempted, He will provide a way out. Underline it. He will provide a way out. That is the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ this morning. Every time I sin, the Holy Spirit quickens me and He gives me a way out. And sometimes I don't choose the path. And I'm ashamed. Because it's sin. And you do the same thing. Because God is faithful. But he allows a way of escape. You're saying, well, he didn't allow a way of escape. Oh, he did. You just go back and track with the Holy Spirit. And say, Holy Spirit, show me where you provided a, a way of escape. Every single time. I've never seen God fail on this point yet. I've just seen me fail in my flesh. And the fourth, renew my mind. This is a great point. Renew my mind. The battle for your mind rages every day. We can do a whole series on the mind. And I'm just going to try to do this real quickly because you've got to get this. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the what? The renewing of your mind. Renew your mind daily. Renew your mind on the Scriptures of Christ. God, I need your mindset. And here's what I wrote in the thing. Write it down. Wrong thoughts lead to wrong actions. When our thought life gets misaligned with God, when our thought life follows this world and secular thinking, we get in trouble. The mind is the leader of all actions. This is the control center for us. And when our mind is not focused and it's not renewed daily by the Word, when our mind is not on heavenly things, it's not on the kingdom of heaven, when we don't seek first the kingdom, we do what? We get in trouble. We get on the path of destruction and death. And we don't like to talk about that. but it's, And you will not change your behavior until you change your thoughts. You won't ever change your behavior, church. I won't change my behavior until I get a new mindset, a new thinking. And we need to think biblically. That's a, that's a whole study in itself, to think biblically. Proverbs 4, 21 and 23. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. Circle it. Guard your heart today, church. Your heart is open to the attacks of the evil one that is the prince of this world. Every day, all, matter of fact, many times a day, that is one of my, the prayers of your pastor. God, guard my heart. God, please put a guard. I ask God to cleanse my heart all the time because I'm sinful. I ask God to capture my heart because I need Him. But I ask Him to guard me from the attacks of the evil one, from the things of this world. That's a, that's a word right there in itself. When have you asked God to guard your heart lately? 
You're saying, well, that's why I'm, I'm walking in bad habits, Pastor. I'm not asking God to guard my heart. That scripture's for you. The ways for sinful action is paved through sinful thinking. If you think sinfully, if you dwell on sinful things, you will walk it out. It's amazing how God's made our minds. In Romans 8.5, I just want you to write down that verse. I don't have time to quote it to you, but write down Romans 8.5. And, he, and then here's stronghold. Second Corinthians 10, chapter, chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. And God talks about tearing down the strongholds in your life. This is that area of bondage. It's this area of prison. It's this area of besetting sin that you're holding on to. And God says, I want to deliver you from the bondage this morning. But get your thinking in line with my word. In line with my kingdom, and you'll be an overcomer. You'll be victorious in my son, Jesus Christ. Here it is, the passage right now. Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. For as she thinks in her heart, so is she. As we think, we are. What are we thinking about? God, I'm thinking I am holy. I am righteous. I am sanctified, set apart for the purposes of the kingdom of God. You begin to walk that out. I am sinful. I am wicked. I'm whatever. And you begin to act that out. Renew your mindset. Meditate on the works of God. Uh, I can't do a lot of study on this, but I like what Joyce Meyer said. You cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. Write that down. You can't have a positive life and a negative mind. Because they're incompatible. They're incongruent. They don't go together. And God wants to renew our mind. I've shared this book. I think it's in the top ten books of all the books I've read. And I've read a bunch. The Battlefield of the Mind. Just go ahead and write it down right now. I mean, Donna introduced this book to me many years ago. Claudia, many women, Susan. I think, I'm just curious, how many people in this room have read The Battlefield of the Mind? Just hold your hands up high. I want you to look around. A lot of people. How many of you need to read it again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's, that, it's, it's that powerful because it's full of the Scripture. And some of you are like, where do you get that book? Well, just ask some people here. Go online. You, you can find it. Bad habits must be replaced by good ones. Um, I'm going to give you a passage. I don't have time to go there because I want us to get to the altar, but I want to give you a passage. Numbers chapter 33, verses 50 and 56. And God tells them Moses, uh, before the Israelites settled in the land, he told them to destroy some things. He told them to rid themselves of something. It's a great uh, thought for us this morning. It's a, a concept we need to follow. Sometimes we need to rid ourselves of things. We need to rid ourselves of wrong thinking, of a mindset that doesn't bring Christ-likeness. And the fifth one, hear this, this is critical. Reinstate Christ as Lord daily. Invite Jesus Christ to be back in the seat of your life every day that He is Lord. I like what Second Peter 2.19. A man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. In the Greek, the word is kurios. Jesus Christ is kurios. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is master. And master is whatever lords over us, what takes control over us. And what I'm thinking this morning is, there are some things that have taken stronghold. They've taken uh, territory. They, they've taken gain. We've bowed to them. We've surrendered to them. And, and we're doing their bidding. And, we, and we've bought into their control. I, I like what Mark Twain said one time because he talks about being rebellious. He says, when I was a boy of 14, my, mother, my father was so ignorant. I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got 21, I was astonished at how much the old man had learned in seven years. There's some wisdom there in that. You know, this morning, I, I want to set it up this way. Because uh, my flesh and heart cry out for you, oh God. Here, let me get you to fill this in quickly. we got to get there. 
in the box. The key, let God meet the deepest needs of your heart. Let God, let Jehovah, let the Lord Jesus Christ meet the needs of your life. And, and here's, here's how I think this sets up. This represents the throne of your heart, the throne of God. And I definitely got to get out of it because I like to sit in a seat and so do you sometimes. And we need to get out of God's seat this morning and we need to reinstate, we need to re-identify, we need to ask Christ to be the Lord of my life today. And we bow at the throne of Jesus Christ. That's how we break bad habits. We continually bow and surrender to His Lordship in our life. Who is on the throne of your heart this morning? I didn't say, are you saved or did you receive Christ as Savior? Because that's all critical and you start there. But it's so easy to get away from this and to somehow take Jesus out of the chair and we hop up in the driver's seat. So this morning, that's what I've come to declare, the kingdom of God, that God wants us to break bad habits and we need to lay some things down. Proverbs twenty four sixteen. For though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again, but the wicked man is brought down by calamity. God wants us to rise up in Christ and let Christ be the Lord of our life. And here's the last blank. I want you to see it here. I can start over right now.